Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. everybody. I'm Jacob Daniel. This is the Daniel 3 podcast. I'm doing a little bit of a different format for this one. Um, It's going to be audio only, and it's going to be me by myself, which I don't do that much. But I'm at the point where I want to start putting out more content, and I realize not everybody is going to want to sit down and watch a two-hour video episode or interview. Um, And sometimes it's hard to schedule that, you know, coordinating schedules if you want to talk about something and finding the right guests to talk about something. And, you know, I've been, you know, I I was getting guests in the beginning to kind of get back into the groove of like, you know, speaking, podcasting, and just, you know, getting kind of like establishing what I really wanted this podcast to be about. But I think I'm at the point now where I feel comfortable to do some solo episodes, although they're going to remain on the shorter side. My goal is to keep this to maybe 10, 20 minutes and to do maybe like one or two of these a week. Um, I think listening to one person talk for, for much longer can be a little bit uh, monotonous. So there won't, there won't be too long. But something I wanted to talk about, and you know, this has been on my mind. And if you've, if you're a regular listener of the show, um, you kind of probably seen me talk a little bit about this in, in like little one-off tangents and stuff over maybe the last month. But, you know, something that, uh, a topic that's been uh, weighing on my mind a lot lately over the past month or two, and this is happening in both like just the liberty circles I run in broadly, and then I'm also trying to, you know, reconcile this from, a Christian perspective and the various perspectives coming from the Christ- the Christian circles I run in, both just broadly, like my own church and the Christian community, and then the Christian libertarian and anarchist community. Um, and that is like the topic, uh, like, I guess broadly speaking, the topic is like being offended in general and then like offensive words or, or speech so that's kind of what I wanted to get into and talk a little bit about. And there's a few different topics within there. Uh, the first one, which is kind of an easy one maybe to start with, is curse words in general. There are passages in the Bible that talk about, um, you know, the, the words that we, we choose and the, and the speech that we engage in. Um, and, and a lot of it comes from uh, uh, Ephesians. So there's Ephesians 4.29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may be that it may benefit those who listen. 
uh, Ephesians 5, really like the whole chapter, um, specifically talks about how to uh, interact with, with one another and not to uh, fall into sexual immorality, um, deceitfulness, etc. And then in verse 4 it says, Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather there there should be thanksgiving. Um, let's see, there's uh, Colossians 3.8, But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Um, let's see... Uh, what Matthew fifteen ten eleven? Jesus called to the crowd. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, "Listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them." There, there's many more I could I could uh, cite, and you know I don't like to be a person who you know hear a verse, there a verse, everywhere a verse, verse kind of thing, and I don't want to, you know, th- this is not going to be like a. Uh, detailed scholar scholarly uh thesis where i go through every single passage and do a thorough exegesis and you know make a a deep i mean that's that's if i were doing that in podcast form that would take you know probably hours i mean that, that could almost be a whole book um i'm going to focus on the ephesians passages i think because I think that they help provide some context that I think is missing in a lot of the, the conversation here. Um, in general, I think that I do my best to not use curse words, to not just be a potty mouth, as the, you know, to use a cliche term. Um, you know, like I don't want to curse for the sake of cursing and just being as filthy and, and uh, I don't know, raunch as I can be but then you know there's an element of subjectivity to language isn't there that comes both over time you know within one particular language uh you know obviously a curse word in one language if you heard it it wouldn't have any power over you because you wouldn't know what it meant if uh you know some some I know like in in Yiddish something I heard growing up in my household was this phrase like asin kathin yin if i'm remembering it correctly which means like to go poop in an ocean which is <laughs> like you know if if us in today in our like you know english american speaking culture if i went up to you and said go poop in the ocean or poop in the lake you would maybe look at me kind of funny but i don't think you would be especially offended but to uh i don't know that's a bit of an offensive thing within the uh, you know, the more of the Jewish or Yiddish community. So, um, and then there's like cultural things too, right? It's like, because I can't think of any good example. I mean, like wearing shoes or not wearing shoes and like customs, you know, looking people in the eye. There's so much that goes into being polite and, and, uh, not offending people. And that includes what we do. And that includes what we say. Um, I do my best to not be intentionally inflammatory, but I think that there's an element of subjectivity here that has to come into play, and I do my best to kind of like, you know, there's that, I forget the exact verse, but it's like, don't be a stumbling stone to your brother. So if I'm around people who don't want me to curse or use certain words or language, I do that. 
I, I simply like, listen, I want to be respectful. I don't want to, you know, something might not be a problem for me to use, but for you, maybe it is. And I want to respect that. And I don't want to be a stumbling block to a, f- a friend or an acquaintance and cause them to, to feel conflicted in their hearts. If I'm around other people, you know, if they're saying things that go too far for me, the most I'm going to do is maybe just bow out of the conversation. I'm probably not even going to make a big complaint about it only because I don't feel like that's productive. You know, the the, the past, one of the verses I read was Ephesians four twenty nine. It said, you know, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. It's not talking about what is helpful for the building up of others according to their needs. So it may benefit those who listen. Well, you know, this kind of goes to what I'm saying. Is what everybody needs going to be the same from person to person? You know, what if there's a person who... Sorry, my phone's not on silent. What if there's a person who is going to be better reached by, you know, me sort of engaging them on their level and not acting, you know, in this, like, righteous, holier-than-thou way where if they make a joke or use words, I don't reciprocate and I kind of act turned off by them, you know, versus if I, you know, engage, you know, a lot of blue collar America, a lot of, you know, more middle class or, or lower class people and, and, and environments you find yourselves into. It's like, if you, you act that way, you're not really drawing people in, you're sort of pushing them away. And so I, I used to play the game of sort of like being, you know, like, oh, I don't like this joke or that, or you shouldn't say that. But, you know, that that didn't actually prove productive. What proved productive was kind of drawing a line as far as, like, how far I'll engage in certain jokes or talk that I'm comfortable with, that I can go up to that point and I'm not feeling any, you know, personal, I don't know, like, it's it's not causing me to have any temptations or thoughts that I find to be uh, distressing to me or damaging to my soul. If it goes too far, the, the most I'll do is, is, is temporarily like, you know, walk away, try to change the subject gracefully. Um, you know, the only times I really speak out if some, if, 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 you know, somebody is being belligerent, you know, really being a jerk or thre- threatening violence, of course. Um, you know, and like when Ephesians 5, 4 said there should be no obscenity, foolish talk, coarse joking, which are out of place. You know, I think the context here in Ephesians 5, you know, is sort of like, you know, in the church itself and sort of like when the body of believers comes together and, and you're cor- sort of in that corporate setting or you're in the in the ongoing act of like, you know, doing church, you know, there's a time and place for those kind of th- for, for things. And it's not the time and place while you're at church to probably, you know, to, 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 to be foolish. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, we're not doing those things all the time and, and different contexts will, uh, provide for different needs. I think, you know, um, even what, uh, you know, Jesus said in Matthew where he's like, um, what comes out of your mouth can defile you. And, not necessarily what goes in, but what comes out. I, I think that even that falls under the, the the lens of subjectivity because, you know, this is kind of going into my second thing I wanted to talk about here. You know, there's a lot of cultural ignorance within our society. 
And I don't, you know, I don't even consider myself somebody who is highly cultured. Like, I haven't really left the country. My my dad has, and family members have, and I've met a lot of people who have come from other countries, and I've traveled all across the United States, and I've been in incredibly rural, redneck environments, and I've been in some of the most urban environments where, you know, I was like the only white person. And, yeah, when you get exposed to all these different cultures and stuff, you start to realize that, you know, in theory and in application are two different realms, right? It's like you can say something like, oh, well, you know, don't engage in this kind of talk, this kind of behavior, these kind of jokes, don't, you know, drink in these settings. There's like all these rules and and things that you can put up that sound good and sound reasonable, but it depends on the cultural setting. Um, The way that, you know, I have friends from all sorts of different backgrounds. I have friends that come from like Brooklyn, New York. I have friends that come from the heart of Baltimore. I have friends that, you know, come from the rural Midwest, friends that come from, you know, like rural Kentucky, Appalachia. Uh, I've met people from Africa, from Europe, you know, there's, there are some things, you know, and it's like, there are some things about, like, let's say if I were to, you know, show clips of conversations I've had, environments I've been in when I was, like, going to church down in, in Maryland, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, and I was in, you know, predominantly all, all black environment, and a lot of my, my friends were black, and when, um, you know, even in high school and stuff, when I'd hang out with people who, you know, had, you know, because sometimes where I lived in Pennsylvania was close to Baltimore, so some people had moved up. And, you know, a lot of these people, it's like what what offended them weren't words, but it was like attitudes and and how you treated people. And while their words could sometimes offend the more, you know, sheltered types, they could easily be very offended by other people who were sincerely just trying to be nicer and polite. And you just get, start to get a sense the more you're exposed to different cultures that there are no objective standards for kind of like engaging with people. I think there's, I mean, when I say objective standards, I'm not talking about like morality in terms of like, you know, murder is always murder. Theft is always theft. I'm not talking about what is sin. I'm talking about like what is appropriate and you know, my dad told me stories about his mission trips to Africa. You know, he's been to Ghana. And, yeah, when when you've gone to third world countries and you've been in even the, the more poor, impoverished places here in America, you start to realize that, you know, life is, is messy. And I think the role of the Christian is not to put on this veneer of, like self righteousness and I'm too holy and and godlike to to connect with you where you're at. I think our job is to rather try to connect with and sort of like what's that saying? Like be in the world but not of it. I try to kind of like so like a good analogy that I use is like a chameleon, right? A chameleon does a good job of blending in with its environment, but it doesn't become the environment and it never stops being a chameleon, right? So 
when I'm in different environments to adapt, I will adapt to that environment so that I can most successfully accomplish whatever I'm trying to get accomplished. But I'm not going to, there, there are lines, but those lines are much more uh, drawn about where my actions take me than they are about, you know, being offended by wrong speak or, or wrong think. So that's that's something that I feel like a lot of Christians struggle with and disagree, you know, that I have strong disagreements with them. And this is both in, like, you know, in the liberty movement as I've, as this channel has grown and I've, I've met more people, you know, it's, you know, it, there are some people that I've talked to who, you know, if they, if, if, people saw my conversations with them, you know, people I grew up going to church with, they'd be incredibly offended. But I don't know. I just, I don't see the value in being offended by these things that I think we can't justify by scripture. They're only justified by cultural pretense. Um, I think it's about the fruit, right? And if, if the fruit of my speech and the fruit of my engagement with somebody is toxic, that's the problem. But if I'm using words that you don't like, but the fruit is that I'm preaching the gospel to them and I'm helping, you know, we're, we're in a mutually beneficial relationship where we're making each other better, but we just have, you know, jokes that you don't like or, you know, di differences of opinion on, on lifestyle, but it's, you know, still within the framework of like, you know, the Ten Commandments and, 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 and uh, loving God and loving your neighbor, I, I don't think that, you know, I, I think this falls into those categories of like sub of subjectivity. This has always been part of what I was taught growing up in the church where like, well, some people can watch certain movies and other people can't. Some people can have a beer or two, you know, at a sports game and some people can't. Uh, some people um, can do sugar. Some people can't. Some people feel convicted to, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, live celibate lives. Some people feel convicted, you know, some people feel convicted personally to not do things. And if you feel convicted to not do something because if you did it, you would be at odds with yourself, well, then don't do it. But it's not your job to go and tell other people that they have to live by your subjective standards. The only standards that morally, uh, sorry, the only standards that universally apply are the ones that God says are universal. And I think loving your neighbor, loving loving God, worship, not bowing down to idols, you know, not stealing. Th those are the universals. But what jokes you laugh at and, you know, what words you are or, or not offended by are a completely different story. The, the last part of this isn't just for bad words, but it's like bad ideas. And so this is like when we're, you know, encountering people that maybe have not like said curse words, but that I've said things that we find to be problematic and we disagree with, uh, or like they're engaged in bigotry, racism, sexism, some kind of prejudice. And that's a, you know, that could be a whole, almost a whole other podcast. And I'm already coming up on 20 minutes here. So I don't want to go too much into that right, right then and there. If you, if you, um, go and watch the latest episode I did with, uh, my conversation with Hudak, of Fakertarians, my friend Grant joined me for that. Um, I, I kind of expressed a lot of my opinions there on that. I think the 
the long story short is that, and I've said this a lot of places, actually, I think I had this conversation with my friend Hody and several other people over. So a lot of you who follow the show have heard me say this before, but I don't think the way we combat bigotry and prejudice and racism is by attacking people for, you know, the racist or the racist things they do or say. But rather, I think, you know, it's sort of like the Daryl Davis approach, I guess. It's like, but honestly, I think it's the Jesus approach. You know, because remember, Jesus was accosted by the Pharisees. Of He hangs out with the the lawless and the, the sinners, the tax collectors, the, the drunkards, you know what I mean? And that's the other thing. Like, this all connects together. And it's like, the fact that Jesus was accused of all those things and the company that he took upon himself. I mean, are we really going to pretend that Jesus in his entire ministry, or even just like, remember, he, he had, what, 30 years of life before his ministry started as a carpenter. Are we going to pretend that Jesus was never subject to people who made a crude joke or that had some prejudices? I mean, are we not going to act like the Jews didn't have some prejudices against the Gentiles or against the Samaritans or vice versa? I mean, there's nothing new under the sun, right? So I don't think that Jesus was, you know, completely unexposed to those things. I think what Jesus taught us was to condemn sin, but primarily, you know, the condemning the sin kind of comes after loving the person and building the relationship with them. And I really loved the metaphor that my friend Hody used in our conversation about uh, Zacchaeus. And it was like, it was just through loving Zacchaeus that, and like the example of love that Christ showed to him, that you know Zacchaeus felt convicted himself to stop doing things. And I think if you, if we want, you know, we've had years, decades of people loudly shouting about how bad racism is and sexism is. I'm not a fan of racism or sexism, but I think we combat these things not through hate, but through love and compassion, and through um, I mean, for one, having objective, reasonable standards of how we define those terms, because let's be honest, 50% or more of the time when the left uses those words to des- describe somebody, it's completely off base. But sometimes it's like, you know, there's there's not this binary, right? It's like racism isn't this binary switch where one minute you're 0% racist, no prejudice, and then the next minute you're literally Hitler and you want to kill every non-white. That's not how racism works, you know? Like I was talking about earlier, in my different experiences growing up in different cultures and backgrounds, uh, there's a lot of bigotry and prejudice and racism and sexism, uh, you know, different types of phobias in all sorts of different cultures. And... If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you just need to get out more. I don't know what else to say to that. Um, we don't we don't make things better by, you know, shaming people or you know what I mean. It's like we don't make things better by uh, attacking them and demonizing them. We make things better by promoting the good, and that's what I'm always going to be about. So even if you disagree with me, at least you know where I stand. That's going to, I think, about cut it for today. I could ramble on a, a lot more, but I think a lot of what I'm saying, I've talked about in other podcasts, but I kind of wanted to put it all in one spot just so I can 
you know, have a, have a kind of like general episode to point to, to be like, I talked about my thoughts on offensive speech and, and stuff here. I'll probably do another episode at some point. Um, about like racism and prejudice I've, I've been thinking about getting my dad on and my dad has some libertarian leanings and he's got a very interesting backstory um and he's dealt with you know he, he's uh dealt with real anti-semitism and um i think i think he'd be interesting to have that conversation with so that's something i'll probably set up sometime down the, the line when i can do that but um Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, let me know what you think. This is a different format for me, so let me know in the comments if you like this, if, if this is the kind of thing you want more of, and, and maybe suggest in the comments different topics you want me to cover in these kind of short 10 to 20-minute videos. Um, of course, like, share, subscribe um, to the YouTube channel if you can, or I'm also on you know most of the podcatchers out there, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Pop Podcasts, you know, so whatever you, everyone has different things like like, comment, leave a review, you know, I think most people know to, you know, if you feel led to do that, obviously it helps out a lot. I appreciate everybody. Thanks for your time and, uh, signing off. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.